Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Daryl Bricker, the president and CEO of Ipsos. Uh, from Global News Story, Bricker says those numbers, and these are the actual numbers we'll get into in a few minutes' time, where the polling is now. Those numbers may not translate to an overwhelming victory in the next election, pointing to the small six-point lead the Liberals have over the Bloc Québécois in Quebec and their poor showings in the prairies. Quote, you may end up in a situation where you're only winning the seats you already have by a bit more this time and not picking up anything new. But Mr. O'Toole and the Conservatives are not doing particularly well in this particular poll. The NDP, um, not doing as well as Mr. Singh, as far as popularity is concerned. I think Mr. Singh's at 23%. I'll find all of this as we go through our conversation. It's time for Beauties and the Beast with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson. Uh, for Catherine, it's Working Canadians at Working Canadians at Working CDNS uh, on Twitter. Hi, Catherine. Hi. And uh, Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, at L. Leatherdale. How are you, Linda? I'm doing great, Roy. And Michelle Simpson is back with us, was with us last weekend. We were talking about flexible ethics in Parliament, former Liberal Member of Parliament and seatmate to Prime Minister Trudeau. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Roy. When's the book coming out, Michelle? When are you going to write the book? I want to see the book. <laughs> I want to read this book. I know. I've written in my head so many times, but it, it's starting to read like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. No, you have to do it. You know I do. And I want the first interview. <laughs> Done. Okay, so uh, the polling suggests that uh, the Liberals have 38%. 40% is usually enough to start looking at majority government territory. 38% plateauing on the back of vaccination program. Uh, again, from the Ipsos site. And reopening plans while the Conservatives slip behind. 26% just from the Global News story. Among those surveyed, uh, let's see now, the Liberals, the party has retained advantages over the Conservatives with Canadians aged 18 to 34, uh, 37% for the Liberals, 29 for the Tories, and those aged 35 to 54, 38% versus 25%. Yet the Liberals are also leading among those aged 55 and over with 40% support, typically a key voting bloc for the Conservatives who earned just 29% of support. Conservatives are doing far better, which is to be expected in the western provinces, uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Manitoba. So um, what's going on as far as the election planning is concerned right now, Michelle? What, what's happening with the Liberal Party? What are the considerations? And when do you expect Mr. Trudeau to say, look, they're forcing me into it. I have to call an election and I have to do it today. Well, Roy, I think that we're already at that point. I, my own prediction, which is not, I'm not infallible that way, uh, is within the next uh, three weeks or so, I really do expect the writ to drop. We saw the beard come off. We've seen other hints with all the Liberals getting their ducks in a row as far as candidates. So I'm, that's what I'm fully expecting because I think they want to get it in before, as much before the fall, when the kids go back to school. Yeah. So we'd be looking then at an election probably so mid to mid to late September, yes? That would be my guess. That's okay. Guess. I'm still fighting allergies, by the way. That's why my voice gets kind of weird. 
It's, it's, it's that time of year. Man, oh, man, it just... And it's not COVID. I've been double-vaxxed, and I'm fine. <laughs> Sounds but, sexy, though. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, then we won't change anything. <laughs> just suffer, Roy. Suffer it's all, for your art. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> Catherine, you're, uh, you're a member of the Conservative Party. You've always been a very political person, always been very interesting with your analysis as well. And I've seen you debate people in this studio with me present. And, and you've, you, you have a, a great, I think, a great sense of what's going on in this country. So we understand you're a member of the Conservative Party. What do you make, though, of what we're hearing from Ipsos, and what do you make as far as what's likely to happen in the in the federal election if the election were held today or tomorrow? We always sort of present that hypothetical scenario. What are you expecting? Boy, well, it is very, very difficult to know because, um, as you mentioned, Daryl Brecker saying it could just be ridings that are already liberal, they'll get a higher percentage of the vote. That's very possible. We also know that the pandemic has been a terrible time for any opposition leader to get any profile. You know, when you've got whoever the head of government happens to be, federally, provincially, or municipally, they get the lion's share of, of media coverage. And and I, it, it's very interesting, though, because there's certainly a lot of Teflon on Trudeau. Uh, the, the fact, just this past week, you probably saw Blacklock's reporter, that turns out some great, uh, you know, great information, was reporting on how... Um, Trudeau denied in the House of Commons that they had a contract with that CanSino company for vaccine, you know, from China. They paid them $600 million up front. Anyway, and Trudeau denied there was a contract. Well, under freedom of information, a Conservative MP just found out this week that was a bald-faced lie. And I have to ask myself, how many times can this guy lie through his teeth and Canadians go, oh, okay, yeah, you're a big fat liar, but hey, I'm going to vote for you. It it just boggles my mind. And and every it, it's, it's almost weekly or more frequent that we find out about another lie that Trudeau has told to Canadians. Is and he just, shameful. Catherine, is he just a better communicator? Uh, or, oh, or more, more, no, hold on. Let me let me fin- let me let me finish. I know that's going to rile you up. Is he a yeah, more nimble communicator well, than Mister than Mister O'Toole? The, he's mastered the art of the baffle gab because when you ask him something, he'll say he'll always say something like, "Well, you know, we always have the best interests of you know Group A, Group B, whatever at heart, and we will always do the best thing for them," and totally totally ignores the actual essence of the question. And sadly, too, a lot of the media, not all, of course, a lot of the media uh, seemingly accept that and don't press him as he should be pressed. Okay, Linda, before we take the break, let me ask you the most simple question of all. Who's going to win? What is your inst- What do your instincts tell you oh, is God. going to happen? <laughs> Tough question, Roy. I know. You know, if you listen to the poll, it's, needless to say, it sounds like a slam dunk for Trudeau. But I'd like to believe that you know, come on, Canadians, come to your senses. Um, I just want to make one comment. If Catherine Swift was leading the Conservatives, we would not see this poll. Catherine? Yeah. <laughs> I think the Conservatives would be more out front. But this is a very important time. And as uh, Catherine alludes to, I mean, he's had one thing after the other. snc Lavalin, he probably wants to call it before Jody's book comes out in October. A uh, wee charity. And then now, of course, the scientist in Winnipeg. And of course, we all know this is politically sensitive. If we get the two Michaels released and he does it, he will win. Um, so it is a political hot potato here. But 
several of the finance people who are in charge of finance of this country are leaving Roy. They're leaving their post or they're taking a part-time thing. What message does that give us as Canadians? I mean, we're going into something that's very scary. And okay, so here's the, let, let, me, let me just do this, uh, quickly ask you this question. Ask all yeah. of you this question. I mean, you can debate it among yourselves and I'll just stay out of the way. How, how tuned in do you think Canadians are in July of 2021, tuned into the political uh, debates, arguments, positions, questions about an election? How tuned in are we considering we've been wrestling this pandemic for the last 15 months. Linda, what's your view on that? You know, I, I agree with Michelle. I, I don't think we're, I think we've been so focused on this pandemic. But as Catherine pointed out before the break, uh, Trudeau and some of the other leaders have an unfair advantage here because they are, every time you turn on the news, they're there explaining what the next step is, vaccination, border openings, et cetera, et cetera. So that they know, they also know that they've got money in their pockets to fight the pandemic. I don't think some of them realize the consequences down the line for us. So I think right now um, it's almost an unfair advantage for those leaders because this has been an unprecedented time. And let's not forget that this has affected people's mental health and children and the concern there. So I don't think they're focused on all the other scandals. I think the pandemic has certainly taken the top line here. Okay, Which, Catherine, Catherine, but just before you say, what, say your piece, I would like to suggest that had the pandemic not happened, and Mr. Trudeau would no longer be the leader of the Liberal Party of Canada. They would have removed him after the miserable showing in October of 2019. And there would be a former, certain former governor of the Bank of Canada who might be running the Liberal Party at this juncture. Anyway, um, Catherine, go ahead, please. Yeah, very, no, very possible, Roy. I, I, I agree with you there. That was a you know, very possible scenario. But I think I think something that Canadians and yes, Canadians have totally been understandably preoccupied. We all have been by this awful pandemic, but we're going to. And I think the thing that we need to also address is we don't need an election right now. The one the person that needs an election is Trudeau, not Canadians. And he's trying to take advantage of, a, of what will probably be a fairly short window when he can still claim dishonestly, he can claim they had a good response to the pandemic. But as we know, he did an abysmal job on the border, on vaccine access and, and uh, on so many other issues. And it was actually a lot of the provinces that stepped up to the plate and got people vaccinated, uh, despite un unpredictable supplies from, you know, vaccine from the federal government, et cetera. So, uh, you know, he's going to claim that victory. The economy, they're still going to be pumping out public money, i.e. our money, into people's pockets through September. And then the boom will fall. Then the effects of our massive debt, uh, all those businesses that have gone under or are about to, you know, meet, unfortunately, their end. Uh, people whose family finances were struggling before the pandemic, and they sure aren't going to be any better now, and so on. So there's a, probably a narrow window here. Yeah. So let me ask you. Let me ask field. you this then. Let me ask you this in the minute we have left. What do you think the role of the Bloc Québécois and the NDP will be, Michelle? What do you think? Will they be spoilers potentially in this election? The Bloc in Quebec and the NDP in the rest of the country, or not? Uh, I think potentially uh, that could be the case. Uh, maybe not so much the bloc, but the NDP, I think, in Western Canada has uh, come on a little strong provincially. Now, that doesn't necessarily interface federally, but certainly they could. 
Okay. And the Green Party is doing themselves all sorts of damage. Um, Linda, what do you say about the bloc and, uh, and the NDP? Uh, yeah, again, a tough question. Um, you know, they seem to be involved in sovereignty, Quebec bloc. Well, do you think they can um, be, do you think those two parties could play the role of spoiler? I I think that they could, depending on, like, let's go forward when they drop the writ and let's see what the big issues are, but potentially, yeah. Okay. I think uh, we also have to look at, once the focus, if, if an election's called, and, and I think we all believe it's going to be in the not-too-distant future, um, suddenly people will start paying attention to politics. And, I mean, this is typical in any election, and uh, certainly it'll happen after, you know, in, in a pandemic uh, situation as well. Okay. And if Aaron O'Toole can perform well, and I know Aaron well, he's a very decent man, that they, they've been having a lot of trouble vilifying okay. him. Because Catherine, I, Catherine I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah. I'm out of time. Thank you so much. We're do, we'll do this again real soon. Love it, Roy. Thank the, you. The beauties. And this, if you don't know why I said guys, it's an inside joke. We've had it on the air. I don't have time to explain it now if you're just hearing it for the first time. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.